welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hey everyone, I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today. We're excited to bring you another in our series of interviews with top leaders in health IT. And we're here at the Chime Fall Forum, and our guest today is Hannah Ellerby. She's the principal of implementation at Divergent. Welcome, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here today. Yeah, so excited for this discussion. But before we start, tell us a little bit about yourself and Divergent. Absolutely. So I'm excited to serve as Divergent's principal of implementation. I help lead our area of practice focused on activating and adopting EHRs and other digital solutions to support your ecosystem of care. The thing I love about Divergent is we really partner with healthcare institutions, payers, providers, payviders to really optimize and help you deliver better value to your patients and members. Yeah. So we're here at the Chime Fall Forum with a bunch of CIOs across the nation, even the, you know, the world, really. But one of the themes I hear about is the burden they're feeling <laughs> like yeah. from everything that's happening. Tell us, what are you hearing? It's a really great question. And I think what we're hearing a lot of is post-pandemic, the burden has only increased. And by burden, I don't mean the typical topics we're hearing just on burnout, but thinking about the stress on healthcare systems to continue to deliver care mm -hmm. as COVID-19 continues to impact, as RSV swells, as um, our institutions are grappling with staffing shortages yeah, and absolutely. patients that have deferred care. It's a really complex time to be in healthcare as all these various stakeholder groups are figuring out how can they navigate the challenges, deliver great outcomes, and really stay core to their beliefs of serving their communities. Hmm. I think that is the challenge, right? Uh, the, you know, how do you manage the mission versus the business yes. side of things and, and, and doing it? What, what are you hearing that some organizations doing to kind of address this burden? So there are a couple different ways, but the biggest one I'm hearing is really leveraging digital health solutions to drive outcomes. And where we've heard a lot of that is on the patient side, thinking digital front door, patient mm -hmm. experience, great things to do. You've also heard a lot about it in, say, provider space. How do we reduce the documentation burden? Mm -hmm. What's been interesting is I'm also hearing a lot of how do we help our non-patient-facing staff? There's a lot of tooling out there that can really automate, reduce burden, and empower those folks to better serve patients. Those folks that are often the front first time or front desk mm -hmm. interaction, how do we work with them? I'm hearing a lot more focus on the whole ecosystem of staff and stakeholders, not just our provider and patient endpoints. Yeah, I think this is a good point because many times they get forgotten. The clinical is so, you know, they have a bigger voice, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas some of the other clinical staff don't. H how can you go about, uh, you know, hearing that voice? You know, is it just spending more time with them? Is it about focus? You know, what, any thoughts there? A couple of big things I'm hearing. First really is culture. Culture is a top down but bottom up result, right? So leaders getting in the field with providers, but also with the staff and saying, mm -hmm. as we've spun out new solutions and digital virtual tooling, how are you feeling supported? And that's led to some really interesting conversations. And from there, it's led folks to exploring more about those non-patient facing roles, the personas that they use and the tool they need to really feel empowered to match the pace and the burden of the overall health system. So that's been really fascinating. The other area that I've heard a lot about is how do you think thoughtfully about automation? 
folks are anxious about jobs. So you mm -hmm. don't want to pick a tool that suggests we don't need you anymore. The opposite's <laughs> the truth. Right. It's how do you empower, again, non-patient-facing roles to function, function at the top level of what they can do and give them the tooling to do that and align the right incentives with it too. So it's a really fascinating and fast-paced area and a lot of good work to be done there. Yeah, well, and I think what's interesting is those people often represent the brand of your organization. Like if you look at the review sites, they're usually reviewing the front desk staff or the billing staff as opposed to the doctor who actually provided the care. Right, and it's interesting because if you think about the patient experience and even the provider experience, it hinges on the success of that front desk staff. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't empowering them with the right tooling and support, all the other things that you've done to empower your organization come moot. They really get obviated by the presence of that really tough interaction at the front desk or your tough interaction when you call in. So if you can solve for those surrounding experiences, it enhances the patient, the provider, and the overall health system experience. Yeah, it's actually true. Like, I think there's a trickle down effect. I've certainly had a bad front desk check-in experience and then taken it out on the nurse, right? Like, so know? have I, yes. I think, and I think that's something that lands with all of us is once you have the opening to think through it, it's an aha moment of, oh yeah, you're right. Had that front desk person maybe been better positioned to answer my question, right. guilty of this, then they would have been better able to serve me, I wouldn't have been as frustrated, my subsequent appointment would have gone better. It has a cascading effect and it's really amplifying in the area of staffing shortages. How can we do more with less, mm -hmm. but empower people with more tooling to support them? Yeah. So talk about some of the work you've done at Divergent with clients. What's some of the things you've seen that have been successful and, and helpful in addressing this? Yeah, so a couple of great things we've done. Really the first one, it seems basic, but we started with persona and journey mapping. Mm. What do our front desk folks really encounter? What are the myriad interruptions that they're dealing with throughout the day? How many of them are expected to answer a phone, serve a patient who's right in front of them, actually check them on the system, scan something in? There's so many disruptions and disjointed workflows. So it comes down to what can be shifted to other stakeholders. Mm -hmm. Maybe we make sure patients are doing e-check-in but that only works then if we have training for our front desk as well. <laughs> so it was really getting in and mapping out all the functions and then identifying what could be supported or shifted elsewhere. And then we retrain that front desk person to support that with the tooling that existed. The really innovative thing is we didn't have to buy anything new. Uh -huh. We repositioned everything to better support the front desk person to really interact, support, and know the patient. And again, we saw patient experience scores go up as well. Yeah, it's interesting. If you improve the patient experience, it improves the employee experience. It really is a bi-directional lift, right? Yeah, absolutely. So as you look you know, going forward and into the future, what do you think are gonna be the keys to you know, ensuring these non-clinical staff don't have as big a burden, that they have a good experience, and that we retain them, right? I mean, I think that's another big issue. Again, the basics first. You have to really know what those folks on the front lines, and I don't mean patient-facing front lines in terms of care delivery, but patient-facing in terms of front interaction. What are they dealing with day in and day out? Mm -hmm. If you don't start with the basics, anything you layer on top will be more noise and will add to their burden. So first things first, assess where they are, mm -hmm. make sure they are trained, actually provision the right tooling, mm -hmm. and even in some cases, looking at where they're positioned in the footprint of your organization's physical plant is key. It seems simplistic, but when done well, it will really lead to improve outcomes and it helps you ensure that the digital tools you have to support them are really aligned overall with improving patient outcomes, reducing provider burnout, and again, leading to your strategic objectives. But it's really basics first. There's no easy button and that's what I like about it is we can dig in and help. 
Yeah, well, I think sometimes you need an outside perspective. You take it for granted. I mean, I've heard of CIOs going and sitting at the front desk and like, wait, you do what to check them in? <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah, like 36 <laughs> clicks later, we're finally ready. And that's it, you know, it's amazing when we think about, we've really focused in on the provider burden, right? How many yeah. clicks we've solved for that? This is the next wave of what can we solve for and how can we help? Yeah, well, and here at the Chime Forum, they had a keynote from a humanoid. And I think it's clear that they're not gonna replace humans. So I think <laughs> we well, I think we're safe at this point. So it really suggested reinvesting and using the tools the way they're designed and making sure that your design hasn't gotten stale. The way that we That's deliver true. care has changed, even in that front desk interaction mm -hmm. after COVID. Have you thought about how hard it is to hear a patient if everyone's wearing a mask? <laughs> is your waiting room too noisy? Right. And then you're shouting and you're breaking confidentiality. Again, this seems so adjacent to the tools, but we have so many tools that can make that interaction and that transaction smoother. So it's uncovering what the root causes are and then layering in the appropriate tools with training and support to really lead to outcomes. Yeah, and I love your description of doing personas, right? Although that, that actually takes some work, right? And it's tough to do that while you're trying to, you know, check everyone in and do the appointments and billing and, you know, so I, I think it's an important task though that, you know, takes time and effort and, you know, and expertise to do. It does, and that's something that we really pride ourselves on at Divergent is having that expertise to assist you in learning to do personas and journey models and then empowering you to work with your staff to deliver that as a product. Mm -hmm. So it's something that we've really developed as a competency and we see that as setting ourselves apart for the support we can provide. Awesome. Hannah, this was a fun discussion. I love this. You know, anything we can do to reduce burden in people's lives, I think is good for mental health. It's good for healthcare. It's good for everyone. So thanks so much for sharing and thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcasting application. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks for having me.